This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Yes, I know we are still playing Christmas music on your next step. I know you may be bah humbug about all of that, but guess what? Guess what? We are still in the Christmas season, and we're talking about Jesus' family. And I think it's important that we recognize that our response to God always matters. When you think about being a part of family, you know, you, you watch people, you say something to them, and you're like, you're trying to read in their face, their body language. Are they, they okay with what I'm saying? See, our response matters, and our response matters to God. That's why in this Christmas season, God has uh, uh, his eyes on us. He's looking at your life and mine and our response to him. I want to invite you today, as we look at our Christmas time, Christmas season takeaways, what has God been teaching you and training you for? You're going into 2023, that's right. Next week, we're going to talk about unlocking God's promises, but what has God been teaching you? What is God's vision for your life? And I want you to begin now to pray about and set a goal, what God wants you to do in this coming year. And hey, if you've never thought about becoming a partner of Your Next Step as part of our digital family here at the Church Next Door, would you consider becoming a partner and giving generously to help us share the hope of Jesus Christ? You can be a part of what God is doing by giving, praying for us daily, and just send us a note and let us know what God has taught you lately through your next step. Hey, God bless you, and I hope you have a happy new year. I'll be here with you all through 2023. So the key people in the story of Jesus first, well, first of all, is the angels. And the reason I put them in the category of people, I know that they are not people, all right? But these messengers show up in the form of humanity. And the reason God does that is because we need to hear in a form that we can understand. I'm sorry, but we all know if it showed up like E.T., we're going to freak out. I mean, it's, it's why they're still making money off of extraterrestrials to this day. And God is smarter than Hollywood. That's all that tells you. God is smarter than Hollywood. And if you want to get a message across, don't send a text, don't send an email, don't make a phone call. Go personally and look somebody in the eye and say, I want you to know I love you. You're important to me. That's hard to deny. And that's what God did. God showed up so he could kiss us on the cheek. I mean, think about that. Don't you know there was a real blessing to being Mary? There was, it does not mean it wasn't hard. See, she had to view the cross from the foot of the cross of someone that she had cared for as dearly as a mother could. And the reason that's important is 
the people that believe that Christianity makes your life perfect and there'll never be anything, they're not looking at the real truth of the story. Life is messy because sin entered this world. Number two, King Herod of Judea. We even have an evil, power-mongering political force. That's all I'll say. Moving on. Zechariah and Elizabeth. The elderly couple that were without child, and yet God shows up and surprises them with a new opportunity and a future. A priest, no less. Cousin John the Baptist, the crazy kid that wore camel hair and ate bugs. Mary, the mother of Jesus, more than likely a teenager. Joseph, the man that had to reevaluate the relationship. I mean, think about that. Everything about this story puts it into, you probably have a family member that would have reacted like some of these folks, right? There you go. The Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit showed up in such a tangible form that multiple people recognized that it was God speaking to them. Do you welcome the Holy Spirit? Do you have an attitude? God, I pray that you would speak to me, that you would make your your holy presence so real, you can speak to me through a dream, God. You can, you can bring your scriptures alive to me. God, you can, you can just whisper in my ear. I want you to know, God, I give you permission to speak to me. Now, we are not asking you to ask God for a new revelation and throw the Bible to the side and act like you don't care about. No, no. If the Holy Spirit comes to you, anything that he tells you will line up with scripture. If it tells you to stomp your neighbor's toe, it's not the Holy Spirit. That's an unkind spirit, and it's probably probably something deep within you and not the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm going to say. All right. The wise men from the east, I love that. It brings people from every background in, the shepherds. I think of them as the, the people that work at night, the people that work outside, the people that are doing the dirty jobs, micro, all right? When you think of shepherds, think of micro, the dirty jobs guy. And then, of course, Jesus. Now, there's other figures. There's Anna and Simeon at the temple on the eighth day. And, and they, they're these elderly people of prayer that have been praying about the things of God. I mean, we could go on, but I want you to see that God works among humanity. And as you do that, say, God What part do you want me to play? Do you want to be an Anna? Do you want to be a Simeon? Do you want to be a John the Baptist? Do you want to be somebody that takes a a key significant role in the things that God is doing in the earth? I do not want to be sitting in, in the bleachers for the rest of my life I want to be as up close, as as personal as God will let me be to the things that he's doing in the earth. And see, that's the invitation of Christmas. God gets into the nitty-gritty of life, and he cares about people. He The different ages of the people that are involved, it's amazing. God works in the womb. God works all through the stages of life. No one is more valuable or less. I love everything about it. So some observations from Luke chapter 2, all right? 
Mary was troubled and afraid. Luke chapter 1, 29 and 30. Mary was great, greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. I just want to begin by saying it's okay to be afraid at times. But you don't have to live in fear or anxiousness. I have a concern right now that there are too many people that live their life on pins and needles under what I would call is a spirit of anxiety. I'm not saying it's a demonic force. I'm saying it's, a, it's an attitude. And within their spirit, they go around every day anxious. We have way too many people who are trying to cure their own spirit of anxiety through chemical means, whether that's pot or Jack Daniels or you, you, you understand, right? We, we, we are trying to cure our anxiety by leaving our TV on all night long. Now, what I'm saying about this is that Mary was anxious, but she said no to the anxiety and yes to the, the angel that was speaking to her. She said yes to the Spirit of God that was moving within her life, and the anxiety left. And if you want to be free of your anxiety, you have to say yes to the Lord. In Timothy, it says that uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. And so you have to say, Lord, I want to have your Holy Spirit because with it will come peace and a sound mind. And I say no to the voices of this world that want to make me anxious, okay? And, and you have to say no to it and, and choose that. That being said, you need to know not all fear is bad. If you hear a train, you need to look up and get out of the way. You understand? See, so... Some people want to act as though we think that fear is bad and you shouldn't be afraid of anything. No. If you're standing on the edge of a very tall building, you should be afraid of gravity. It's real. You can't see it, but it exists. Okay? And so we're not being... Okay? Number two, sometimes God appears to be interrupting us. Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. You know, you can have your wedding plans and God can still show up. And, and see, sometimes I, I'm a bad person. I get irritated when the phone rings because it's interrupting me. I'm thinking, how does this person not know? They don't know because they're on the other end of the line, okay? And yet, I, I, I like what I'm doing. I'm into it and I'm focused. And I think that's what we do to God. We have our agenda. I'm heading to work today. And God says, I would like for you to slow down and pray on your way into work today. You're like, well, God, I was, I was listening to the radio. I was having fun. Most of the things that God invites you to 
will interrupt your agenda. Because your agenda is not necessarily established by him. Now, when you learn, and I don't always do this, so I'm not telling you I do, all right? I just told you I was not perfect, all right? When you get to a certain point, you can start saying, Lord, what's the agenda for the day? And I believe that through your, your Bible reading, your prayer, your, your, your spending time with him, you can begin to recognize what God wants you to do before the day begins, and you don't have to be interrupted as much. But the reason he has to interrupt us is because we've set the agenda and we've never asked him to the table when we're looking at the agenda for today. Start inviting him to that. Lean into God's way. Lean into saying, okay, God, uh, what is it you want me to do today? Number three, our response to God always matters. Luke chapter 1, verse 45, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. This is Mary and the angel's conversation. And, and, and finally, after she gets past her fear, she says, okay, may it be unto me as you've said. And then the angel says, wow, you are a blessing because when God showed you something to do, you said, okay, I'll do that. That's no problem. Can I say, she, the reason she had to be a teenager is that she was okay with that. Anybody further up in age would have said, no way, right? They would have said, I'm too old to have a baby. This is just not good for my business plan. See what I'm saying? This is not good for, for my agenda. But Mary said, yes, Lord, may it be unto me. And see, believers say that. Believers say, Lord, let it happen unto me. Believers act. Believers step forward. Believers begin to say, well, Lord, I thank you for that. She even sings about it. Can I just say, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever sung over excitement about my agenda for the day. I know it's probably a character flaw, but I'm at least admitting it. I mean, to think about just, just beginning to say, God, I, I want to rejoice in what you've called me to. You realize that God has called you to be hope and life and, 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 and to show his love wherever you go. And that's what I see in this, okay? That's what she, she was carrying, the message of God in her flesh. All right, number four, we need family and friends. In Luke chapter 1, verse 54, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Don't you know they had some interesting family conversations? Now, why do I say that? I think that somehow something has happened in our culture over the past 10 or so years where we believe that our spiritual life is our personal spiritual life, and we don't believe that we need to engage other people in that process. I believe that culturally right now, we have decided to line ourselves with camps, and so we don't talk to people outside of our familiar belief system or our, our political affiliations. I saw a study recently that young people on college campuses are afraid to talk to somebody from an opposite political party. Wow. That's going to be really helpful, isn't it? Can we see how that's not going to work? Because if we can't even talk to one another 
if we're afraid to talk to one another, I would say that would be an unhealthy fear. But I could be wrong. I'm willing to talk to you about it. See? See, you and I, we need other people. And we need to be able to have conversations. And I have an imagination that it was really helpful for Mary to have Anna just a little bit ahead of her in this process to have a conversation. How do you, how do you deal with the fact that God is asking you to do something that you never imagined you would do? This is why we challenge you in the church to be a part of a small group and talk to other people. And, and what are we saying right now? You know, that just really doesn't fit my personality. I'm kind of one of those people that goes it alone. I never want to. Okay. YouTube may not have all your answers. I realize that it's not very um, threatening to us because we can control it. We start it. We stop it. We pick which person we listen to. We evaluate it based on the comments. But sometimes when you do something, it helps to have someone who's actually done it before. Okay? We need family and friends. So this Christmas takeaways, here you go. It's an opportunity for teaching and training. What I've always loved about Christmas is it always been an opportunity for tea. Now, it's, it's great for the, the cookie recipes, the old stories, the questions on why is Uncle Morty the way he is and Aunt Fiona the way she is and why did she give me an umbrella again? I'm still trying to figure out that, you know. An eight-year-old boy and she gave me an umbrella. I still don't know that one. If you have that answer, I'll be down here after church, okay? Ephesians chapter 6, 6, 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. This is one that I had to learn not to do. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. I was really good at exasperating, all right? And I had to learn to pump the brakes on exasperating my children. It's okay. They laughed with me yesterday and, and said I got better, all right? So there you go. Proverbs 19 and 18, it says, Discipline your children for in... in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. So the scripture says that teaching and training are are an essential part of life. So that means if I'm going to be a part of God's family, I have to be willing to be taught, to be disciplined and trained. The reason in Christianity you and I are called disciples is because discipline is in our identity. Okay? It's part of who we are. And so that's part of it. And so this year, I want to challenge you to begin to cast a godly vision for the people around you. If you're part of a family, okay, then cast a vision there. But if you are a part of a small group, if you're single, begin to write out your vision for this coming year. Talk about it with your friends because there's a group of people in your life will say, I think that's a great that's great for your personality. Other people will be honest and say, I don't know, that doesn't seem like you at all. And that's a good conversation to have. Why do you see me that way? Invite people into the process of praying with you about your vision for this year and then set a goal. What is it you want God to do in your life? What is it you want to receive from God? What is it you want to learn from God? And then begin to expect it. Every year, 
From January 1st to January 21st, we fast 21 days at the church next door. Okay? If this is news to you, that's because you're newer. All right? Or you've been hiding every time I talked about it. All right? I don't want to hear that. La, 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 la. I get that. All right? The reason we fast those 21 days is we want to set the goal for the coming year in our heart that God is number one. And every year we take that time to ask the Lord, what is it you want for us corporately as a church, but also as individuals? Because you have both sides to your your life. You have a personal calling as an individual, but you are a part of a biological family, whether that is strange like some of us or less strange or it's just strange, but we don't know it's strange. That's the way it is for most of us, you know. I want to read you one scripture in clothing because I think it will encourage you. It's from 1 Thessalonians. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family. Through Macedon- throughout Macedonia, Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. The the Scripture is always practical. You and I are part of God's family. You're part of a biological family. For some of us, today is really important because we're lonely and it's been good to be with God's people. For others of us, this is just part of who we are all the time, okay? And, and if you can see that God designed you for these kind of relationships, you are part of God's family. This, this coming year can be an excellent new year, all right? Let me say a prayer for you. So if you would stand, whether you're online or here, I'm going to say a prayer for you. I ask you to hold out your hands as a way to say, I want to receive from God. And um, all you have to do at the end is if you want the prayer, if you like it and you want it applied, to say amen, all right? Heavenly Father, we've come today because we want to honor you. And today we see in your word that, that we are part of your family. We are part of God's people. We are part of a, a family here on earth too. But we ask you as we hold out our hands to take all of our needs, all of our anxiety, all of our past, and place in our hands our future. Speak to us. May we become a people full of your Holy Spirit, bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit and a holy life. May we grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. What I love about prayer is this, that you and I touch eternity, that we step into the throne room of God. We go to heaven, so to speak, in the sense that our voice reaches heaven, but it impacts earth. That's amazing. As we take some time today to pray, let's pray for our police and firefighters. 
Lord, we just lift up to you today our our police officers and our firefighters, our, our first responders, God. We think of Psalm 91 where it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. God, we're praying for them that as they, they face the front lines today, that they'll also have a rest when they go home, a shelter from you. Lord, that, that you will surround them, Lord, with, with your wings, and you'll protect them today. Lord, they need your, they need your wisdom as they interact with people. They need, they need spiritual insight. Give them discernment. When it's a medical professional helping somebody, Lord, help them to know exactly how to help the person. When, it, when it's a, a police officer showing up at the scene, help them to, to hear what, what's really going on in, in the person's life so that they can bring peace. I pray for the, the police officers and firefighters and that are, that are Christians, Lord. Help them to be strong and tall and give them spiritual discernment, Lord. Give them wisdom. And Lord, we know that you have angels. You have angels that can be dispatched, and we're asking for angels to be dispatched throughout the, the, the city, throughout our community, throughout our land, God. We're praying for situations to be diffused. We're praying that that they would find out trouble before it happens, Lord, so they could help the person. Lord, may, may no evil or harm come to the communities. May they stop initiatives that would bring fear, terror, and murder. Lord, may they have insight to stop the harm and the pain. May they be rescuers of people today. Bless them for saying yes to that calling in Jesus' name. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were part of that, but I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website. And give us your email address, and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address, and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. 
Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.